Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor, and this week's episode is a solo episode. And don't worry, the full episode is is going to be available on all platforms. A few weeks ago, I had posted um, a solo episode where only the first, I think, 20 minutes were on all platforms, and the rest was on Patreon, um, where I have been posting like three solo episodes a month, which honestly has been really fun. Um, but I knew I wanted to do a solo episode this week. And I actually think it is kind of relevant to, you know, my decision to moving over to Patreon. Um, and we haven't done, we haven't done a solo episode where I do a breakdown and a deep dive on one specific topic in a while. And, I was thinking about ideas for this solo episode, and as soon as I thought about boundaries, which is what this episode is about, I was like, this is is what I need to talk about. I need to discuss boundaries, um, especially because my ability to set boundaries is something that people have commented on multiple times. Um, A few weeks ago, a friend of mine said that something that she really loves about me is my ability to prioritize my own comfort and safety without it seeming bitchy. And at first I didn't really understand what she meant by that. I was like, what do you mean? Like I'm prioritizing my own like safety. And then, you know, she was explaining to me what she meant by that. And I was like, oh yeah, like that's just me you know, having, having clear boundaries that, um, I communicate to others and I make sure are being reinforced. And if they are not, I simply remove myself from whatever the situation may be. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of times people are also kind of confused about what boundaries are. So, I mean, technically the definition of boundaries is something like a line that marks the limits of an area. I'm pretty sure that's like the definition. It's just basically some type of like marking to illustrate, you know, boundaries. Um, Not me using the word boundary to define boundaries, but I think we're all familiar with what boundaries are. But I think it's really not so much a lack of understanding what a boundary is and maybe it's just hard to implement boundaries. Um, And obviously boundaries apply to every relationship, whether that be with your parents, your siblings, your family members, your friends, acquaintances, uh, people you're in a romantic relationship with, people at work, random people you just interact with in the day, you know, someone who works at CVS, you know, every single individual you interact with might not know your boundaries. However, you can make sure to uphold your boundaries. And I think that boundaries are so important because in order to honor yourself and honor your needs and wants, you have to have your own boundaries. And I think that's something that people often get confused by is the fact that boundaries are different for every single human being because every single human being is different. So I might have different boundaries than someone else. Uh, That doesn't mean that their boundaries need to then become my own, but it is important to be cognizant of others' boundaries and respectful of others' boundaries while still respecting and maintaining your own boundaries. And I know it sounds a little tricky, and I think it can be in the beginning, but the more comfortable you become with your own boundaries, the more comfortable you are with reinforcing them, and the more aware you will become of the boundaries of other people around you, which you know, overall just makes you a more respectful person. You're respecting yourself, you're respecting others. And, you know, going back to the compliment that my friend gave me saying that I'm really good at prioritizing my own comfort and safety without seeming bitchy. That is because having boundaries isn't like 
a mean thing. And I think that's another issue. I think sometimes people, well, not sometimes, people often take things very personally. And I think when it comes to boundaries, specifically in more intimate relationships or closer relationships, people often view boundaries as some form of like insult, like you're not important to me, or, um, you know, you're, you're not someone that I respect, or I don't value your thoughts and opinions, or, you know, whatever their reason may be, people just weirdly internalize boundaries and they take it as this negative personal attack on them or their character, which couldn't be further from the truth. Because like I said, when you're respecting your own boundaries, you're respecting others as well. Like having boundaries doesn't mean like you can tell people to like fuck off. Obviously there's like different situations, but for the most part, setting boundaries does not equate to being rude or, you know, being, uh, uh, I don't know, defensive. Um, sometimes you might be put in a situation where you might feel defensive because people are not respecting your boundaries. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that when we get further into the episode. Um, but yeah, I mean, genuinely boundaries are just like a form of self-preservation and like general safety. It's like a way to maintain your own personal integrity. So I sincerely believe that in order to understand what boundaries are and what boundaries mean to us individually, we have to be able to first distinguish what we want versus what others want from us. And Again, I know that seems like a very simple concept. Okay, what I want versus what others want from me. But I think human beings, for the most part, innately want to make others feel comfortable. They don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. But again, and I cannot stress this enough, having boundaries does not mean that you are trying to make other people uncomfortable. And if other people feel uncomfortable by you setting clear boundaries, that is not your responsibility, right? Because remember, you have to distinguish what you want versus what others want from you. I'm sure everyone in the world would love if you prioritized their needs above your own because that's another issue with boundaries. People feel very entitled. I've spoken about this in my friendship episode. I've spoken about this so much. Entitlement is a fucking problem. People feel so incredibly entitled to demanding your time, your energy, your attention, all of these things. And they feel as though their needs are more important than yours, essentially. That's what happens when people feel entitled. They subconsciously or consciously believe that their needs are more important than your needs. In fact, they're probably not even thinking about your needs. They're only thinking about their needs. Again, that is not a boundary. That is not like a boundary technique is uh, fuck everyone's feelings. It's all about your feelings. Your feelings are important and valid and should be a priority, but that does not mean that other people's feelings don't matter. It's not like a fucking, you know, Uno reverse card. You know what I mean? Like you, you, you gotta do, you gotta do both. And it's not that hard to do if you're setting boundaries correctly. Um, and I think boundaries can come in so many forms. You can have emotional boundaries, material boundaries, time boundaries, energy boundaries, physical boundaries, mental boundaries. Like Every human being, like I said, is so different and every single one of us prioritizes different things and therefore our boundaries will be different. So ideally, you want to set boundaries pretty early on in whatever relationship you're in um, because it really sets the framework for that relationship. So obviously, you know, your mom and dad you can't go back in time and be a baby, you know, setting boundaries and being like, mom, I don't really appreciate when you speak to me in that tone. And then obviously boundaries differ based on the relationship, right? So, you know, you can't really micromanage your mom in the way where it's like, mom, you know, when you ask me to, um, you know, clean the kitchen, I feel like you're violating my boundaries. Um, that's just a silly example, but you know, you, you need to use your boundaries wisely and not abuse, you know, abuse them because then that's 
manipulative. Um, but anyways, so ideally you want to set boundaries early on in a relationship. So I think that more so applies to, um, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, um, you know, any type of newer relationship in your life, you really want to not wait to set those boundaries. And again, if you're not used to setting boundaries, it can seem a little uncomfortable, but it's like anything. The more you do it, the easier it becomes, the better you get at it, and the more comfortable you are doing it. So the longer you wait to set those boundaries, number one, the less likely you are to feel comfortable doing so. And also, if you are in a new relationship and you have not set boundaries early on, it does become more challenging to set boundaries later. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm not saying that it's not doable, but I'm just saying people might not respond as well as you would like. And I think another thing with boundaries, especially when it's not early on, you need to be consistent. So let's say you've been friends with someone for several years and perhaps, perhaps something that wasn't a boundary for you previously is now a boundary for you. You might need to repeat that a few times. And I know it can be frustrating, but sometimes people people need to be reminded because you know what, people are fucking selfish and they're really just thinking about themselves most of the time. So, you know, when you're setting a boundary, it's important to think about what's really important to you. And when we really stop to reflect on what's important to us as human beings, it really helps you gain a better understanding of yourself. So having boundaries is also a great way to understand yourself and know yourself in a deeper way. And again, knowing yourself, understanding yourself makes you a better person, makes you a better friend, a better daughter or whatever. Um, so I want to do a little bit of a breakdown of some boundaries and some examples of boundaries that are violated and, you know, that type of shit. So the first boundary would be privacy. Now, I just want to start off by saying no one is entitled to anything. Unless you are a minor living in your parents' home, yeah, sure, your parents might be entitled to go through your shit. Now, I, I wouldn't like that if they did that, but like technically, they, they're kind of entitled to that because you're their child and they probably bought that bag that they're going through. Um, again, wouldn't recommend it. They probably shouldn't do that. But like, for the most part, no one is really entitled to anything. And in my personal life, I really don't think that anyone is entitled to anything for me. But my boundary with that is I do believe my parents are entitled to de make demands of me. My parents don't abuse that by any means. Um, I have a very healthy relationship with my parents, which is probably why I, I don't feel like I need to have that boundary with them. However, as a influencer or a, uh, you know, digital creative, not everyone, but some people feel really entitled to my personal life and my personal information. And, you know, even when I created a Patreon, because I wanted to be able to share my emotions in a safer environment with a smaller audience. Some people took it really personally and clearly have no respect for the boundaries of others because they justify it by saying, well, she's a public figure. Why does she deserve privacy? You know, she, she's a public figure, so she shouldn't be able to keep things private or share with a smaller audience because she's a public figure. And if, and if you don't want to share your entire fucking personal life, then you shouldn't be a public figure. That's, that's a thought process of a lot of demented people um, who exist on this earth. Um, you know, a question that I've been asked a lot recently from people that I don't know very well, you know, just because I follow someone on Instagram doesn't mean they're my friend. Um, but it really has infuriated me the amount of people who are like, why did you move to New York? Why'd you move there? Why'd you move to New York? Like, first of all, do I know you? Second of all, why do you think that it is an appropriate question to ask someone, why did you move somewhere? Why can't people just fucking move also? Also that, like sometimes people move, bro. Sometimes there's no reason. Sometimes people just feel like fucking moving. But also sometimes maybe people don't feel like fucking explaining themselves to you because you're not entitled to that explanation. And some of you might be thinking, well, you know what, Noor? I think that maybe they're just curious. You know what? They probably are. But that doesn't mean that they're entitled to my personal information. 
someone being curious is not a justification to violate my privacy. If I wanted to share why I moved to New York, which I did on Patreon, I would have shared it publicly. I very strategically shared it on Patreon because I did not want to share it with everyone. You see, you understand how I created a boundary and people consistently try to violate that boundary by asking and demanding that I explain why I moved to New York. Number one, I, I'm not answering that question and I don't, and it doesn't, I don't even think twice about it, but I'm talking about people who I don't know asking me. Now, if someone I know personally asked me, why did you move to New York? I would probably tell them, but let's say I didn't. Let's say I ran into someone outside of a coffee shop. It's someone that I know. It's not like my closest friend. It's like someone who I've hung out with a handful of times. And they're like, oh my God, you moved to New York. Dude, why did you move here? And if I didn't feel like sharing, this is what I would say. You know, honestly, it's not really something that I feel like talking about right now. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe at another time, if we're in a different setting, I might feel comfortable sharing, you know, why I moved. But yeah, I'm here now. Something like that. It doesn't, that's not like a script. That's just like off the top of my head, what I would say. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd probably not even be that, that nice about it. I'd probably just be like, I'm gonna be honest with you, dude. I, I just kind of don't wanna, I don't really wanna talk about that. But how are you? You know what I mean? I would really just shift the conversation. And if someone feels uncomfortable or if someone feels personally offended by that, do you wanna know what I do about that? Nothing. I don't even think about it. You know why? Because there's nothing wrong with me setting a boundary. So why am I going to spend any amount of time worrying about how someone feels about my own boundaries that don't hurt anyone, right? And so, you know, I've experienced a violation of privacy and that boundary in, in many forms throughout my life. One, one way that I remember very vividly in my mind is a guy I was dating wanted my passwords to like my email, my social medias. He wanted my passwords to everything, right? And at the time, I didn't understand that this was a very toxic and abusive and manipulative uh, tactic. Um, so I thought, well, you know, I'm not hiding anything and it won't hurt me to share my password because I have nothing to hide. So what's the problem with sharing my password? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not hiding anything, this is fine. But what I didn't realize at that time was that by allowing that person to have access to my private information, which is my passwords, I was basically giving that person the green light to further push their limits and further violate my boundaries. Because you know the expression, when you give them an inch, they take a mile. That's like a real expression, especially for people who are toxic or emotionally abusive, um, once you give them a little bit of room, they will really run with it. And not even, let's say this guy wasn't toxic. Let's say he wasn't manipulative. How, how is it going to benefit the relationship, right? That's, that's how I would kind of address this. So let's say right now a guy you know, I meet a guy, I like him, we like each other. And he says, you know what, Noor, I just really would feel more comfortable if I had access to your Instagram account because I want to know what people are DMing you. My response would be, well, you know, I think an important component of a healthy romantic relationship is trust. And, you know, if you need my password in order to trust me, I don't believe that there is trust in this relationship. And if there is no trust in this relationship, and if you're not making steps to build that trust in healthy, sustainable ways, I don't, I don't think it would be beneficial or productive for me to give you my password. Um, and I don't need to give an explanation further. Another violation of privacy would be, you know, let's say, for example, I go to a party where, you know, there's a lot of older Arab women. Again, I'm only speaking from my experience. I'm not generalizing, um, but, you know, just for purposes of an example. So I go to a party and, you know, this 
60 year old Arab woman comes up to me and um, I am the type of person who does try to go out of my way to show respect to people who are older than me. Um, again, that's just my personal preference. That's what I like to do. I do like to show an extra level of respect when people are older than me. And so, you know, I get put in situations often where these older Arab women who I don't know that they even necessarily have any um, malicious intent behind these questions. I think it's also a cultural difference or a, a uh, you know, a generational difference. But they'll be like, hey, when are you getting married? This is this is a frequently asked question whenever I interact with older Arabs. And I simply, you know, I simply shut these conversations down. Now, it depends on also how the question is being asked. Are they being rude? Are they being intrusive? Let's let's use the example of, you know, maybe they're just like a cute little old lady who, you know, they don't know how to make small talk and marriage is all they know. And they, they just want to know. I would just be like, wow, that's a really personal question um, that quite frankly, I don't really know that I need to share that information with you because I don't really know you that well. Um, and again, could sound rude. And maybe I do mean to seem a little rude when I'm setting this boundary. Um, but that's because they are not respecting my boundary. So I do feel that I could be a little bit more aggressive in my response. Um, now, if they were to push further, I would probably just remove myself from the conversation, but we'll get into that later. Another boundary that I find people violate just fucking constantly is, is like space and like time and like your right to your own fucking time because the way people feel entitled to your time is psychotic. Um, it's not okay. Um, you know, I have shared this story for sure about a time where I was supposed to go meet my friend up for a meal. I can't remember. I think it was like lunch or dinner. And she literally didn't text me, I think for like 45 minutes, finally texted me that she was running late. At this point, it's been 45 minutes. She lies and says she'll be there in 15. I've now waited an hour. She's not responding to me. You know, 30 minutes later, she says, I'm, I'm actually leaving now. I obviously I left, um, but I hadn't said anything to her because she hadn't responded to me, but I made it very clear to her. Hey, listen, I'm not really sure what happened. Um, but you really could have communicated this to me earlier, unless there's some type of emergency that I'm not aware of because you just wasted my time. And to me, time is extremely valuable because I'm not a baby. Um, and I think time is valuable to everyone who's not a baby because everyone has shit to do. Babies don't really have shit to do, but like everyone else has shit to do. Right. So like when someone doesn't value your time or respect your boundaries, when it comes to time and space, that's an offense that I, enrages me. So I think that, you know, if someone is like, oh, hey, like, what are you doing tonight? Right. If I just am like hanging out at my house, I'll be like, oh, I'm just like hanging out at my house. And if they're like, oh, like, can I come over? And I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm just like having like a chill night in. But like you can like definitely come over because I'm just like having a chill night in. And so then they're like, oh, I'm coming over in like 30 minutes. And you're like, okay, sick. And then like five minutes before they're about to get there, they're like, oh, by the way, I'm bringing two of my friends with me. You've never met them before, but like I, they were just like with me. And so like I'm bringing them. Now, this would depend on like a few things. What do I know about these people, if anything? And also like what mood I'm in. So if I was genuinely in a mood where I just kind of wanted to be alone and I kind of just made this exception because I like this friend and I feel like I don't need to do much. Like we could just kind of sit in silence type of thing. I would probably say, yeah, sorry. No, I, I don't really feel like having people over. Um, again, I don't think that that's something that requires more of an explanation. Um, I think that that is a very reasonable thing to tell someone. And in fact, I think it's a little rude that that person waited until five minutes before they got there to let you know that they have two other individuals. But also... I think respecting someone's time is a very clear indication of how that person 
perceives you. And it's also, I think, a reflection of like how they how they treat time for themselves as well. Um, like when I'm running late somewhere, which I I've been running late, like, and I also believe that the way people respect and treat your time is a reflection of how they respect you and how much or how little they respect you. Um, now I do want to say that I have been chronically late ever since I moved to New York, but. And this isn't to make an excuse for myself, but it is, I think, genuinely a result of me not quite getting used to how long things might take in New York. Um, You know, sometimes the train says it's going to take 15 minutes, but then I don't account for uh, the train running late or the train getting delayed at a stop or, you know, it rains randomly or just some shit like that. Like even just this morning... I stupidly took an Uber to meet up with someone and this is the first time I'm meeting them. And I'm always, I try to be punctual, but especially when it's like a new person, I really try to be cognizant of being on time, especially. And I decided to take an Uber instead of taking the train, which is very stupid. And I got stuck in traffic. And instead of getting there at 1.30, I got there closer to like 1.50. And obviously as soon as I realized I was going to be late, I was like, hey, listen, I'm in an Uber. This is my current ETA. I am so sincerely sorry. Um, you know, but I just stupidly took an Uber and I'm, I'm really sorry. And I think as long as you communicate with that person that you're running late, it's not as offensive. It's annoying still, I'm sure, but it's not as a, it's not as insulting because you are articulating to this person, hey, listen, I know I'm running late. There's something that occurred that I didn't anticipate or expect that is preventing me from being there on time. However, because I respect you as a human being, I am letting you know that this is why I am late. Um, But just in general, I think being late is a violation of other people's time and, you know, their boundaries and I also think that in relationships, usually romantic relationships, it's really hard to create a healthy amount of quality time while also balancing your own space. Um, You know, in the past, I feel as though I had been in relationships with people who are more so codependent than I. Um, I really love being alone. I really value alone time. But even for someone like myself who loves alone time, when you're in a relationship with someone who's extremely codependent, you start to also become codependent. And at one point in one of the relationships I was with in, um, I don't know that there was even a day that went by that we didn't see each other. You know what I mean? Like a day that we didn't see each other was like, you know, far and few between. Um, again, I, I, you know, I don't want to generalize, but I will say, uh, like research has shown that spending every waking moment with someone is, is a bad idea. Um, I, I'm pretty sure they use different language to express that, but that's basically the sentiment. And I think having space and having the right to your own time is so fucking important to to learning who you are and what you want and help you understand yourself and your wants and your needs and how can you address your own wants and needs when you're constantly around someone else. I don't I don't know how you would do that. And it's also just like sometimes you just want to like lay around and be gross or sometimes you just like want to sit around in silence or sometimes you just want to like take a nap like or sometimes you might just want to like sit at home and watch a fucking movie all alone. And I think if someone feels offended by you asking for space, again, that is on them. That is not on you. So let's say you have a friend who you've hung out with for like three days in a row. And then they're like, oh my God, I just got invited to this party. Come with me. And you know that you have you know, you have to pay some bills, you need to do some laundry, whatever. Maybe you just also want to just fucking be alone. Maybe you had woken up that day and said, I'm going to just sit on my couch today. And you tell that person, "Um, actually, I really want to stay in today. 
and they start trying to say like, no, come out. Maybe they don't understand that you just need alone time. Perfect opportunity to reiterate it and say, honestly, I just really think I need some space and feel like being alone today. Now, at this point, if they continue to pester you, that person doesn't give a fuck about your wants and needs. That person cares about what they want and need. And what they want is for you to come to this party with them because what they need is not to feel like they go to this party alone because maybe they are worried that people uh, will not think it's cool or maybe they, they don't know enough people at this event and they really want to go. So they want you to sacrifice your own wants and needs for them. Absolutely not. No, thank you. Another boundary, um, I don't know that this, you know, is, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. Freedom, like self-expression and like freedom to express your own feelings and not allowing others to dictate your emotions. So I've experienced this mainly with men Men love to tell me how I feel about things because they find it very confusing. And I think a lot of people think it's a little weird because I, I'm not like, oh my God, I'm, look at me, I'm so special. But like genuinely, truly, I think that it is a little rare for someone to constantly just say exactly what they are thinking and what they want and what they need. I am a walking fucking boundary, basically. I have no problem letting someone know if they've done something to upset me. I have no problem letting someone know that they're making me uncomfortable. I have no problem letting someone know that they're fucking annoying me and therefore I will be removing myself. But I think the freedom to express yourself and your own feelings means not allowing others to dictate your own feelings. So I have had guys, because like I said, I, I like alone time. So sometimes I can be a little on the quiet side. I can be introverted. I know, shocking. A girl who has an hour long fucking solo episode podcast, uh, you know, likes to shut up sometimes. Crazy. But no, like I've had guys tell me before, like, hey, like, are you okay? You're being really quiet. And I'll be like, oh, no, yeah, I'm fine. Obviously, they can't accept this because they must tell me how I feel. And then they proceed to be like, no, I feel like you're probably upset that, you know, I didn't, you know, do X, Y, and Z random fucking arbitrary thing. And I'm like, no, like, I actually really don't care that you didn't do that thing, um, like, at all. And, like, I'm actually, like, literally not upset. Now, I've had guys get, like, very offended by me pushing back on whatever feeling they're trying to label onto me, whether it be like, no, you're sad. No, you're angry. No, you're this, you're that. Oh, one of the most annoying things is one guy one time told me, he's like, I think you're comparing yourself to other girls. And I was like, no, I, I'm not. And he's like, no, like, I think you are like, and you really think he did something. He really, he really, he really think he really thought he did something by like, you know, trying to call me out for this thing, which I wasn't doing. And I was like, hey man, listen, I think I know how I feel a little bit better than you do. So I really don't appreciate you trying to dictate my own feelings. If I felt that way, I would share it. Or also I could choose not to share it, but I am fucking verbally clearly letting you know that's not how I feel. So you continuing to tell me that that's how I feel feels really disrespectful. Okay. You want to talk about feelings? That's my feeling. Um, and I also think that not allowing others to violate you by verbally speaking over you, that is something that I see a lot of people do. They'll just start speaking over someone. Now, obviously, when you're having like a conversation, you might accidentally have some overlap. But I'm talking about like, let's say I'm like, yeah, like, you know, my little baby sister just got a cat. Anyway, so like, you know what I mean? Like one of those where someone is just like, mm, I don't think what you're saying is interesting enough. So I'm going to speak over you. In fact, I actually witnessed this a few months ago where someone, these are two people in my life. Someone was sharing an experience that they had recently with, um, you know, experiencing some, some breakouts. Literally this other person was like, after like five minutes of them talking about it, like, oh my God, you're still talking about this. Yeah. That is them not respecting that person's boundaries or that human being in general, and definitely not respecting their opinions or emotions. Um, because they are 
verbally violating them by not allowing that person to express themselves and invalidating them. And I think another part of creating boundaries is valuing your own opinion, right? So like, I'm not saying that everyone is going to agree with your opinion, but you, you need to value your own opinion. So if I was talking about something and someone did that to me and was like, oh my God, are you still talking about this? I would be like, well, you don't have to listen. I'm actually not even talking to you. You're just like sitting in the vicinity of a conversation I'm having with someone else. So they seem interested. Feels like this is a personal fucking problem. Um, Again, you could say a little aggressive, Noor, but that's just how I roll when people are being fucking disrespectful. Um, Because I really like to just match people's energy. Like not in a way where like it's like taking me out of my character and making me behave in ways that I normally wouldn't. But like in the way where it's like, I don't really feel like being super sweet right now. So I'm going to be a little bitchy. Um, Another thing is, I don't even know how to like put this in form of like boundary, but basically the ability to change your mind. Yo, people, people change. People reflect and people change. They change their minds. They change their opinions. They change their style. They change their lifestyle. They change. They can change. People can change. And when someone doesn't respect your boundaries, they, again, are thinking about themselves. So maybe this change that you've made in, in your life, maybe they feel it as though it negatively affects them. So let's say the change in your life that you've made is that you now prioritize your space and time. So you, every single Wednesday and Sunday, you don't go on social media, you don't respond to text messages, you don't hang out with people, you just kind of like work on yourself and do your own thing. So that's like, that would be considered like a change. You know, you've you've developed this new habit. Now, people, for the most part, should have no problem with that. But when people, again, are only thinking about themselves, they might have a problem with it. And they shouldn't because it has nothing to do with them. And if they feel some type of way about it, again, really not your problem. Really not your job to console this person or make them feel better because you have created or set a boundary for yourself because you're allowed to change. And, you know, if people feel uncomfortable around that, they don't they don't have to be there. Um, something that I vehemently believe in is communicating discomfort and safety issues. This is something I find myself doing quite often because I don't like to put myself in unsafe situations. So communicating discomfort or safety concerns, perfect example. Anytime I've ever entered a moving vehicle with another person, I don't give a fuck who it is. I will always tell them, hey, listen, by the way, I just like want to make sure you know that like I have a lot of PTSD when it comes to being in a car. So um, I don't know if you're, you know, you're probably a safe driver, but if you could just please not speed or not do anything that would make me feel a little nervous because I get really nervous in cars, I would really appreciate it. This is something that I say to people often and um, no one, no one has said anything to me really, except for one time I will say this person was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then proceeded to drive like 80 miles per hour in a area where the speed limit was like 45. So I just repeatedly said, Hey, listen, I feel really unsafe right now. Please stop speeding. Um, so, you know, sometimes you do need to repeat yourself, but communicating your safety and comfort boundaries is so important. So like, you know, let's say it's, oh, I have a perfect example. A few weeks ago, I had a friend tell me that she wanted to hang out. And I was like, okay, cool. Come to Brooklyn. Cause I live in Brooklyn. And she was like, okay, amazing. I just moved here. Like, I don't even think I'd lived here for a month. And she was like, yeah, I'll come to Brooklyn. I was like, okay, sick. It's now like nine 30. She was like, oh, by the way, I can't come to Brooklyn anymore. Can you come meet me in Manhattan? And I was just like, um, listen, um, I'm gonna have to pass this time, but maybe next time. 
So then she obviously called me and was like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, well, you know, in complete candor, um, which I had explained this to her previously. This is why I asked her to come to Brooklyn because she was with another friend. So there was two of them and one of me. I was like, you know, I already explained to you that I don't like to take the train at night alone. Um, and also Uber prices are like $50. And I, I really don't spend feel like spending $100 on Ubers tonight or over $100. Um, so I've let you know already, hey, listen, I don't feel comfortable taking the subway. Hey, listen, I don't really feel like spending over $100 on an Uber into the city and an Uber back. And I made that really clear. Now, this isn't me again. This is not me disregarding their safety or comfort. I am simply expressing my own safety concerns, okay? Um, it would be a very different situation if, you know, she had just moved here or if she was alone, but no, no, I just moved here. I'm not super familiar with, you know, any area and um, not to mention moving is, moving is expensive. And not to mention, I, I would never make any of my friends who are women take the train alone at night, especially if they had just moved here and especially if they've already communicated that that's something that makes them feel uncomfortable. Um, so that's just kind of an example of letting people know your boundaries when it comes to comfort and safety. And again, people are going to be offended by whatever the fuck they want to be offended by, but that does not mean that you need to you need to alter your own safety and comfort. And I will never alter my own safety and comfort. I will never make anyone feel that they need to do anything for me because I, I straight up told her, I was like, listen, I asked if you wanted to come to Brooklyn. You said, yes, you're now saying you can't. That's cool. Have a good night. I'm not going to force you to come to Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't, you don't have to. Now she did respond really well to this. And she was like, oh my God, I totally understand. How about um, do you feel comfortable leaving now? And I was like, yeah, I do. She was like, how about we like share an Uber on the way back and I'll drop you off so that, you know, you're not taking an Uber alone at night and you don't have to pay $50 for an Uber or whatever. So we were able to come to a reasonable solution that both of us felt comfortable with. Um, but yeah, I think it is important to communicate these things. And I think the way people respond and receive them is also really indicative of that person and their character. Because if one of my friends told me that something made them feel unsafe, I would never push for that ever again. Um, you know, I think that it really is a good way to gauge someone's character. Um, and, you know, that kind of goes hand in hand with like sticking up for yourself and respecting yourself you know, if, if I'm hanging out with a group of people and I think a lot of younger women, I don't really hang out with young men, so I can't really speak on that, but younger women in their early twenties, I noticed them doing this quite a bit where they think it's like funny to like be mean. Um, you know, I jokingly will call my friends rats. I jokingly will call my friends, you know, little things here and there. But I'm never actually trying to, like, hurt anyone's feelings. And also, like, there's a difference between, like, you know, playfully mean. I don't even feel like mean is the right word because I, I don't think calling someone a rat is mean. But you know what I mean? Being playful and just, like, actually being a fucking bully. But, like, younger girls will, like find a possible insecurity you might have or create an insecurity and then just like pick on it and like turn it into like an ongoing joke. Um, obviously I think that can apply. I wanted to keep it like vague so that it can apply to different situations. But in those types of situations, I would very clearly state, I don't know why you think it's funny to make fun of me for insert thing here but it's actually not funny and it's kind of just rude and then I would just stop I just leave it right there and if that person is like oh my god you're so sensitive I'm like I I really don't think I'm being sensitive and I'm actually letting you know that um I feel as though you aren't respecting me and my boundaries even though I clearly articulated them to you um so I I, I don't think I'm being sensitive I think I'm just stating my boundaries and if they continue to push 
I would just simply disengage. Um, and that kind of comes to the part of boundaries, which is disengaging, not participating in a conversation, walking away from a conversation, saying no with no explanation because no one is entitled to anything. You get to decide who is entitled to what. So if someone asks you something and you just want to say no, you can just say no. And if they feel uncomfortable, then this is a perfect opportunity to say, well, I don't really think that you're entitled to me providing you with an explanation. I think um, maybe you need to just accept the fact that I said no. Um, or, you know, I have been in settings before where um, people have been making racial slurs or um, derogatory things about um, people who are gay and you know, I might say once, hey, listen, um, I don't know if you're aware, but you sound really uh, ignorant when you say these things. And I think it's really, um, you know, maybe you could say, you know, that's very homophobic or that's very racist. And if that person does not stop, I would simply walk away. There have been many conversations that I have simply walked away from because I felt as though people were not being respectful of my boundaries or the boundaries of people who were not there to speak for themselves or just respecting people in general. And so all of these, all of these topics that I've touched on really do kind of tie into one another. And I think if you are to take anything away from this, just remember prioritizing your own comfort and safety doesn't make you bitchy. In fact, it's something that people compliment you on. Genuinely, truly. Like I get so many compliments from people about how I set boundaries and how I stick to boundaries. Because, you know, maybe I met a girl for the first time and maybe we're, you know, hitting it off and she's nice and I'm nice and she's cool and I'm cool. And then I'm putting on a lip gloss and then she's like, oh, can I get some of that lip gloss? I don't know you. So I would probably just be like, um, no, I actually really don't feel comfortable sharing um, lip gloss with you. Sorry. It's just, I don't fucking know you, bitch. Also ever heard of COVID? Also like ever heard of like fucking, I don't know, like blisters? You know what I mean? Cold sores? Like get the fuck out of here. No, I don't fucking know you, bitch. Um, no, I'm not going to say I don't know you, bitch, but I'm just going to say actually, no, I really don't feel comfortable sharing lip gloss. Um, you know, and maybe actually I don't feel comfortable sharing lip gloss period versus I don't feel comfortable sharing lip gloss with you actually would probably be a better way to phrase it. But again, you know, your intention between behind what you're saying. So it's less about the word choice. Obviously word choice is important, but it's less about the word choice and more so about making sure that you are setting a boundary and you are verbally stating your boundaries. And I mean, I know for some of you, it might be a little more challenging because you might live at home. You might have older siblings. Those types of family dynamics are different and it is more difficult, I think, to set boundaries with family members, um, but it's not impossible. Um, I have had to set boundaries with many family members in my life. I have had to tell many of my family members who feel very, very comfortable saying, Nor, why aren't you married? Like, I think you're too picky. I have no problem telling that person. Actually, um, I don't think I'm being picky at all. I think that my standards are extremely realistic. And more importantly, I think my standards match how I believe others perceive me. Um, so I disagree with you. Sorry. And again, if they, you know, try to give pushback, I would simply say, I've already explained to you how I feel about this. My feelings have not and will not change. So perhaps we could talk about something else. Also, another boundary that I don't think gets talked about too much, and I haven't touched on it either, is and it kind of goes hand in hand with like, you know, um, 
material boundaries is like money. So sometimes I'll go out to dinner with like a big group of people and, you know, sometimes people drink alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. Um, that is a personal choice that I have made. I don't expect other people to do anything or go out of their way to make me feel comfortable. However, I always appreciate it when people do, but what I won't do is allow someone to do the thing where they've ordered alcohol and then the check comes and they say, okay, let's just split it evenly. Absolutely fucking not. I don't drink alcohol, nor do I morally feel comfortable spending money on alcohol. So actually, no, I will be paying for my meal. Um, you know, if we shared appetizers, fine, let's, let's split that. But I will not be paying for your alcohol because that violates my own moral boundaries and my material boundaries, which is my money. And um, I value my money. And so I won't be spending it on something that I don't feel comfortable spending it on. Um, another thing is like, let's say you share an Uber with someone and you sent them the Uber split request. And I've been on the receiving end of not seeing that notification until the ride was completed. And then like, the app sometimes does not let you split it. That's fine. I'll just always be like, Hey, like, let me Venmo you. You know what I mean? But again, sometimes people forget. And I, I, I like to give others benefit of the doubt. And I like when others give me the benefit of the doubt. And sometimes I simply just fucking forget. Like maybe I was in the process of doing the split and then I got a text or a phone call and then that distracted me. And then I just didn't get back to it. But um, you know, set, you send a split to someone and they, they don't ignore, they don't accept it. And then, um, now you're uncomfortable because you're like, well, you know, this person didn't accept my split and I never agreed to pay for this entire Uber or whatever the thing may be. I think it would be appropriate to be like, Hey, by the way, did you get my split request on Uber? Um, and if they're like, oh my God, yeah, I'll pay it later. And then a day passes by and they haven't paid it. That's when you send the Venmo request, babe. But even though I will say this is a boundary that I'm a little bit working on, especially having just moved to New York, because I feel like in New York, I'm splitting more things with more people. Um, and like one time I went to get coffee with someone and we wanted to sit outside at a table. So she sat at the table and I was like, oh, I'll go order the drinks and, or, and the pastries. And so she like told me what she wanted. And like, I just like went inside and grabbed them. And it wasn't like it was a million dollars. It's more so like, I think the principle, which is that she never even offered to pay me for me buying her a drink and a pastry. And <laughs> I'm not a millionaire, but even if I was, that doesn't give anyone the right to expect me to fucking just pay for them. Like it goes without saying that when two adults go out together, each person is responsible for themselves. And it's not like I was like, oh my God, it's on me. I was just like, oh, you can sit at the table so that no one takes the table and then I can go place the orders. I feel like there, there's not much confusion about that. It's not like I was like, oh, it's on me. Don't worry about it. There was no, not even an offer on her end to pay for it. And like, I thought that that was a little rude. Now, again, she might've just forgot. It could have slipped her mind and I never followed up with it because that was a decision I made. Um, however, if I did feel as though I wanted to say something, I would have mentioned it and said, hey, uh, actually the total for your coffee and pastry was $12, so you could bedmo me. But again, just like everyone, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. and. I'm getting so much better at setting boundaries in a way that I never knew I could be. And also like, I didn't realize how many ways boundaries would improve the quality of my life. Because when you set boundaries, people also, even if they are being selfish, they might just pause and think about you because they know, hey, nor nor has boundaries. And um, I have to respect them because if I don't, she will remove herself from the situation. And it's not like in a threatening way. It's in a very non-problematic, simple way. I have another great example. Just going to throw this in here towards the end. I went out on Halloween and um, we went to one place and it was fun. And then we like left that place. And then we went to this other like lounge type thing. And as soon as we got inside, it was so fucking crowded. Like people were just shoving each other. And I was like, no. And I was with a group of friends. I literally just went up to my friend and I was like, hey, by the way, 
it's too crowded in here for me. I'm actually just going to leave, um, but have fun. And this is a friend who knows me really well. And she was just like, okay, love you. Text me when you get home. Because she understands that it wasn't me being passive aggressive because I was like upset about something secretly or that it wasn't like some other shit. She knows that I just don't feel comfortable being in such a crowded place for a series of reasons. Number one, COVID. Number two, I don't like people fucking touching me. Number three, I can't fucking breathe, right? So um, I'm not even claustrophobic. I just like, what the fuck? Like, I, how can you even have a conversation when people are just fucking, everyone is up on all upon you um, and not in like in a hot way, like in just a fucking gross, like get the fuck away from me kind of way. And that was a really great example of when you establish a foundation for a friendship where there are clear and set boundaries, that person will understand you and know you better in a way where you're not having to explain things so much. Because maybe if this was someone else, they would be like, oh my God, no, wait, did something happen? I'd be like, no, I actually just like really don't want to be here right now. It's like, oh my God, no, wait, do you want us to leave? Should we leave? No, I actually don't want you to leave. I just want to leave. I'm not upset. I just don't want to be here anymore. And so I'm deciding to not be here. Um, And I think also when you're younger, you know, maybe you don't have a car. Maybe uh, you're spending the night at someone's house. Sometimes you might find yourself in an uncomfortable situation where you feel like there is no escape. Uh, My most recent Only Rats episode on Patreon touches on this and how I handled that in my early 20s. If you are in a situation where you feel uncomfortable, please, please say something. Unless you think it's unsafe for you to say something, in that case, find an alternative way to remove yourself. But if you can, just say, you know what? I don't feel safe. And if that makes someone think you're not cool, or if that makes someone think you're a little bitch, or if that makes someone think you're being you're being a fucking baby, I'm saying this in air quotes, like, oh my God, you're being such a baby. That's fine. Because, you know, not everyone likes the same things. And, you know... Every time I've ever been to a theme park in my life and someone tries to get me to go on a roller coaster and I say, no, thank you. I don't like that sensation. And they try to make fun of me. I don't care because I don't like that sensation. And I know this about myself. And because I know this about myself, I can set a clear boundary, which is, hey, I will not be going on that roller coaster. Nothing you say or do will be making me go on that roller coaster. And in fact, if you think that it's funny to make me feel like I'm being a quote unquote baby for not wanting to go on a roller coaster in a mean way. Obviously there's obviously you can joke with things about friends. I'm not saying that friends can't make jokes, but if they're saying it like in a fucking dick way, um, I, I just don't want to interact with you anymore because not only are you disrespecting my boundaries, you are taking my boundary and using it as a tool to make me feel bad about myself and my own feelings and invalidate my feelings and make my feelings seem silly and make my wants and needs unimportant. Um, And that is what I want you to leave this conversation with, which is that your wants and needs are important to you. And you can't expect everyone around you to just prioritize them, but you can prioritize them because you can control where you are, what you do, who you're with. These are things we can control. And I say this all the time. There are so few things in this life that we can control. Okay. I'm saying this with clenched fists. Okay. I'm screaming at the top of my type A lungs. There are so few things we can control, but what we can control is how we feel and we can control where we are. And we can also control how others treat us and That doesn't mean trying to change people. That doesn't mean trying to micromanage people. That just means if someone is treating you poorly or disrespecting you or your boundaries, you have every fucking right to disengage and walk away. And if that makes people say you're being dramatic or emotional or sensitive, you need to ignore those voices because you know yourself better than anyone else. And even if you don't know yourself that well, let's say you're still finding out who you are. The only way to ever find out who you are and understand yourself in a deep way is to listen to yourself and to honor yourself and to honor your wants, your needs, your boundaries. And yeah, 
that is the number one reason I started a Patreon, guys. And um, if you like solo episodes, I am going to try to be doing them on, um, you know, on the podcast, on the regular podcast as much as I can. Um, but because I'm doing three episodes a month on Patreon, it's just, you know, a little hard for me. And that's I'm just being honest with you. Um, and so if you want more solo episodes, you can subscribe to Patreon, patreon.com slash Arab American Psycho. Patreon is also really easy. Like my sister was asking me this, Reem was asking me this the other day. She's like, how do I listen to your Patreon episodes? I'm like, bitch, literally, if you subscribe to my Patreon, you click the link on my Patreon, it'll immediately redirect you to like iTunes or whatever. And then from then on out, if you're subscribed to my Patreon, my new episodes will show up on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, it will just automatically transfer and it'll show up as like an episode just like on your normal podcast. So you can like listen to it. Like you don't have to listen to Patreon episodes on Patreon. You can listen to Patreon episodes on other streaming services. So um, there's that. But yeah, I, I really hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation. Um, I will be posting a solo episode on my Patreon very soon this week. Um, so you can look out for that. You're subscribed to Patreon. And as always, guys, you can follow me on Instagram at Nore. You can follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho. Um, also, if you haven't shown the podcast love on iTunes and left a review, you should definitely do that. And if you think that this is a really good episode or you think any of the other episodes are good, take a screenshot, put it on your fucking Instagram stories. I feel like y'all have been really slacking with showing love on Instagram and that makes me sad. So, you know, you should do that unless you feel as though it violates your boundaries to which I would say I respect that. I, I really do. Um, as always, guys, don't forget to floss your teeth, wear your sunscreen, don't be a fucking asshole, and I'll talk to you next Sunday. Toodaloo.